zone. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. There will be no repeat. The kingdom will go home sad. And the Buccaneer Nation will celebrate. And I want to hear cannons. We do. I want to hear cannons. season was trying to launch that you get it all in you get to Tampa and when the Super Bowl ended the ball would be in the hands of Tom Brady I don't know why we ever think it won all right ready all right welcome to the go buck yourself podcast the Buccaneer podcast for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans uh, my name is Chris and my co-host here, Ryan, and we are going to be bringing you a weekly show uh, releasing on Sunday mornings with the Bucks before the Bucks games, and we're going to have some really some fun this season with Buccaneer fans and also with rival fans coming onto the show, uh, talking the smack that they need to talk to think that uh, their team is going to win. So we're going to have a different fan every week. Uh, we're going to go over. You know what the what we think the game plan is, how we're looking, any injuries, any Buccaneer news. So uh, I'm Chris. Let me introduce you to Ryan, uh, a one star Buck fan. Ryan, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I, I think the main driver here is uh, we're here to talk a lot of shit this season. Uh, we're going back to back, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I'm uh, this is going to be a fun season for sure. It is going to be a fun season, especially coming off a of Super Bowl. I mean, let's face it, the Bucks have, uh, pr- prior to last season when we won the Super Bowl, they have not had a whole lot of success recently. So we are definitely riding our Buccaneer fan fandom very high right now because we have a pretty good feeling that uh, we're going to be able to win two in a row this year. And I'm not backing down off that. Like, if you want to say I'll die on that hill, whatever, I don't care. Uh, I think we're going to win two in a row. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? Do you think we got, we think, I mean, we didn't lose anybody. Like we signed everyone we had, we had a draft, we kept everybody. There's no coaching losses, no player losses. Um, everybody seems to be coming back healthy. Uh, how are you feeling going into 2021? Uh, I mean, in terms of confidence level, it's, I mean, it's, it's through the roof. Uh, I mean, the scary thing is this, and, and a lot of analysts have kind of said the same thing that I'm going to repeat here is, the Bucks that you saw in December and January, that might be the worst Bucks you see this season because of now they've had an entire year together. You got to think last year, COVID protocols, like they didn't really get, they had no preseason, you know, they're out there winging it. Um, you know, so you have uh, one year under, uh, under Tom Brady. And like you said, everybody's coming back. The two deeps there. I, I mean, I, I personally think that Tom's going for the perfect season that I know he wants that. So that's, that, I mean, I, I think that's where we're at. And I think we, when we did come into last year because of COVID and the lack of practice, the lack of, uh, you know, full team practices, mini camps, et cetera. You know, we were also having a new quarterback. Um, we had some new pieces on offense receiver running back. Uh, we had some new pieces and some healthy pieces on defense with Vea, with Anton Winfield uh, as a rookie. So they didn't get all of that time, all of those reps that they would have normally got. And then it took, like you said, it took into 
November, December to really start to catch the stride to pick up all the playbooks. Tom had little and no to, although he's Tom Brady, you know, he knows, he knows the game, but there's still nuances that it kind of felt like he finally picked it up. And then we just took off like almost pretty much unbeatable for a while there. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and, and don't forget, we lost three games in November. We had that one loss, the 38 to three at home. That was where I was just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. And then you know, we, we, we dropped that game to the Rams and the Chiefs came in, beat us. What happened was they had that bye week. We, we got lucky with that bye week late in the season. Typically the Bucks mm-hmm. never got like a really good favorable bye. Um, this year we have an awesome bye right in the middle of the season. Um, but yeah. after, that bye, after that bye last year, they didn't lose a game. They, yep. they, ran, they ran the table in the regular season and in the playoffs. So – um, and I think those buy games are crucial. Uh, like historically, the Bucks, I think a couple of seasons ago, we were getting them like week five. Like, why do you need a buy week after week five? You know? Yeah. And then you're, and then you're like, you know, you're pretty much extending the season in a sense because you got all the rest of those games being played. And we're adding a game this year. So we have Seven, 17 yeah. games instead of 16 that, games. That, that Colts game. Yeah. So, I mean, having a little bit of a spread, I mean, we've got, We've got a 10-day dip between the Eagles and the Bears game this year. Um, we've got a pretty decent bye week location, like you said. So I think the, f- the schedule kind of fares out pretty favorably. And I like the teams that we play. I think I think we have a really good shot. You know, I don't know if we'll run. I know Tom wants to run the table. We all want to run. A 20-0 and 0 would be fantastic. Like, that's obviously never been done. So, I mean, that would be incredible to be able to do. But our schedule is kind of loaded in a way where we don't have a lot of very difficult games in a row. Like it breaks up with two teams and then kind of like a game we should definitely win comfortably. Then a tough game and a game we should win comfortably. So I think the way the schedule fares out, we got a really, really good chance, obviously, to be the best team in the NFC and head to the Super Bowl. But um, we do play some teams that are – we have friends that are rival of fans of these teams. And that's part of, like you said, what the show is, is to get people and talk shit about their team. We're obviously going to talk very finely and favorably of our, uh, of our fantastic Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but kind of the subplot of the show between the weekly Buccaneer news and, and us talking about it. And I don't think we're going to get into breaking down film and the technical aspects. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. But a good portion of the show is going to be inviting a fan from whatever team we play that week to talk their team up. Tell us why they think their team is going to beat the Bucks, why their team is better than the Bucks that week. And you know how people talk. They're going to, you know, they're going to uh, talk like they like they think that their team is going to win unless it's like, you know, the Saints, the Redskins. You know, well, they're not the Redskins anymore. They're the Washington yeah, you football can't, team, hey, you whatever can't they think- are. You can't say that anymore. Come on. <laughs> no, I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. The... <laughs> but, and here's the funny part. Uh, I invited my wife to be on the show when we play the Bears. I think I'm going to call in sick for that week. <laughs> you might want to not show up that day. Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting your hair did October 24th? Don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. And, and speaking of that October 24th game, so that's a home game. So are you guys going to go to that? Uh, we're, we thought about going. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see what the protocols and stuff are going to be. Nobody really knows at this point. I mean, uh, it's so far away. But uh, if we can, if, if if it gets close enough and we're good and clear to to have you know multiple or lots of fans in the stadium, there's a pretty good chance that we're going to go. We've yeah. never missed a bear. We've never missed a Bears game when they've come to Tampa. So I don't see that happen. I don't see that starting with this game. It's sort of yeah. dependent on what it's sort of dependent on what the NFL, the team and the Tampa Bay sports authority decides to do. So yeah. it's a little ways away. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got an email today um, about Saturday for preseason saying, Hey, be prepared. You know, these are the protocols and it, they're not requiring masks. It's just recommended if you haven't been vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. You, gotta, you know, the, the, the whole legal stuff that they got to say. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for for that game especially because it's it's a it's an in-home rivalry but like I said, do you have some do you have some fans that you can think of off the top of your head with some of the teams that we're playing down the schedule like we know some people that are Cowboys fans, Falcons fans, Rams fans, Tez from St. Louis. Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to having Tez on. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots, Dolphins. Uh, what we got? We'll go over the schedule real quick. Eagles. I don't really know any Eagles fans. We're gonna have to find somebody. I feel like, but if you get one, it's gonna be an elite shit talking episode because you know Eagles yeah. fans are just you know. Well, they'll probably try to throw batteries at us yeah, because yeah. that's what Eagles fans do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then the Bears and Saints, Washington Football Team, the Giants. Um, that might be a family game. I have a lot of family up north that are Giants fans. I don't know if that the Colts, then of course the Falcons again, the Bills, the Saints, the Panthers, the Jets. That'd be fun to get like uh D Mill on or something like that for the Jets. Yeah. And and plus by that time they'll be like six and ten and suck. You're giving them that much? I don't I think so. I don't know. I mean you know, asked, I'm trying. I'm doing my best to be friendly with that. <laughs> they're they're already calling for Zach Wilson's head in camp right now. I I've been following that a little bit. It's like, hello darkness, my old friend, all over again. They yeah. You got, you got Jets fans already saying, why the fuck did we draft this kid? <laughs> well, so and here's the ironic part: is my my like Bears fans have to be happy because. You know, they did get picked and they got Justin Fields. And I think Justin Fields is going to be a really good quarterback in the future for them. So I think they yeah. kind of – they sort of backed into that Justin Fields pick, if you ask me. Like, I I, I, th- I think he's better. I think he's better than uh, than Zach and his mom. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mostly his mom, right? Yeah. Mostly his mom. I don't, I don't think at this point you can even mention him without mentioning his mom. Cause like, she's a complete nutbag, but that's, you know, that's par for yeah. the course for New York teams. Yeah. So we're going to do, uh, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pick some fans and we're going to have some fun on a week to week basis and, and talk some stuff um, and get them on the show and, and really have fun mostly at their expense because of course the bucks are going 20 and 0. So there's really no reason to talk any shit about to the bucks because they're just going to win. So um, what, what's kind of the start? I'll start with you and then I'll, I'll do after the, where did you get your Bucks fandom from Ryan? Like, how did you, how'd you end up being a Bucks fan? Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny you say that. So I actually was talking to my dad about the podcast last night and just talking over about the Bucks over the years and stuff like that. So my dad's been a Bucks fan since birth. My dad's from Pinellas County, went to school over in countryside high school, like grew up a Bucks fan 
went to the NFC Championship uh, 79 at the Sombrero. My dad's like, yeah, it was the most boring fucking game in the world. We lost 9-0. It was just field goals to the Rams. So that's how he, he started. And he was like, you know, they were advertising in the malls and stuff. They were having like pep rallies because the Bucks came, what, in 76? 76. Right? Yeah. 76. Like they were like having pep rallies back in the day at the malls. Like, hey, welcome the Bucks. You're going to have a football team, blah, blah, blah. But I actually didn't. I wasn't a Bucks fan um, as a kid, like a, a younger kid growing up. I actually, I liked the Cowboys because of Emmett Smith. So when I was like five years old, I, uh, I liked Emmett Smith. But a uh, funny story, a little off topic. I went, uh, the, when uh, Miami was hosting the Super Bowl, I think it was 94, 95, something like that. I was right. actually wearing a Niners hat. Didn't I'm like a little kid. I wasn't thinking anything, right? Well, right. the Niners had just beaten the Cowboys in like the divisional round or something like that. And I think the Niners were playing in the Super Bowl. Well, Emmett Smith was signing autographs, but he wasn't taking pictures with anybody. And my dad walks up and he's like, hey man, can you take a picture with my kid? And he's like, he looks around, he's like, well, yeah, will you tell him to take the hat off? And then I'll take the picture with him. So I have a picture of me taking off a Niners hat <laughs> to, take, to take a picture of Emmett Smith. So I was like all over the place as a little kid, you know, rooting for like, you know, the, the, the team that everyone likes. But I got, I think, like, 97, 98, like, the Dungy era. When Dungy came about, you know, that's when people started really, you know, getting back on the Bucks train. I think, what was it, 98, we started making the playoff. 99, we lost to the Rams. That was the game that crushed Bucks fans' hearts, you know, oh, that, yeah. that, that game. So, yeah, it was, like, the, the, the late 90s, I really started getting into, you know, being a Bucks fan. Well, the it's funny that you mentioned because um... – my grandparents lived here since the very early 70s, since before the, before the Bucks were even a thing, you know, a twinkle in the eye of Tampa Bay. And um, we used to come down for vacations every year, come down for vacations, and the Bucks started playing. And, of course, so when the Bucks first started, I was seven. When you're seven, you don't, you know, your fandom isn't really set yet. Like, you're a kid. Like you said, you wear stuff, you know, yeah. I mean – I had a family full of because I was from Western New York, so I had Bills fans and Jets fans and Giants fans, and I never really was a fan of any of them. I would just watch football on TV when my family was, etc. Um, but as I started to grow up, here's a crazy. This is a crazy thing. This is going to sound very strange, but I have I must have had something with the color orange because I'm a Baltimore Oriole fan. They're orange. I, I kind of, at that point, became a Florida Gator fan. They were mostly orange, obviously, at that time. And the Bucks fans were orange. So it's like every one of my teams wore orange for some reason. It sounds ridiculous, but it's absolutely true. So I became sort of a Bucks fan because we moved down to Florida when I was 10. And I had Bucks stuff. My grandfather used to buy me Bucks shirts. We used to go to the mall that you're talking about. They absolutely did that. So they would do it at West Shore Mall and Pinella Square Mall, which is the closest mall if he lived up by Countryside, which, by the way, I live literally uh, four miles from Countryside High School. So my grandma was a superintendent of Pinellas County. And really? my, my yeah. grandfather used to be the, I don't know the title of it, but his, he ran the, the school system that they did all the buses. So his, he was in charge of like doing all the repairs on all the buses and some like, you know, shop or whatever like that. So they were like the one-two punch with the county. But yeah, she was a superintendent yeah. back in the day. 
and they absolutely had those uh, those things like the uh, some of the team executives would come out, um, whoever the radio or TV announcer, their public address person would be out. And then Leroy Selman would be there and Doug Williams. And they would all be like hanging out in the mall in the center of the mall on the stage. And it, it was to get people to, you know, come to the games and stuff like that until um, 1979 when they started out like five and oh, the Bucks were. Now, how did they get to be 5-0? and They were just terrible for years before that. Obviously, couldn't win anything. Lost their first 26 games of their existence, for Christ's sake. That's, I mean, 0-26. But it's funny because sort of the linchpin to that was ESPN had sort of just started. And Chris Berman had come to Tampa. Like, the Buccaneers were never on the news. They were never on... NFL Today or any of the shows because they were just terrible. No one wanted to talk about them. All of a sudden, Chris Berman is here from ESPN talking about the Bucks being 5-0. and Could they go to the playoffs? And, of course, we did that year. We went 10-6, and went to the playoffs, lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game, and uh, which I remember watching that game, actually, which is crazy. It would have been the Bucks and the Steelers in the Super Bowl, of all things. Yeah, and I like think the last that's... Super Bowl. And that Super Bowl that the Steelers beat the Rams was another really, really low-scoring game, too. Yeah, they beat the Rams by like 10 or 12, I think it was. They did. It yeah. wasn't an absolute blowout. But the funny thing was is the week before, like six starters got hurt, like, and we, we didn't have them in the uh, – the, Doug Williams got hurt during the game. We were out like two receivers, a lineman, some defender. So it, it was nine to nothing. It was We couldn't move the ball at all. It was terrible. I, I vaguely remember it, but um, – and then I kind of, you know, I grew up to be a Bucks fan. Uh, all that time, it just stuck with me. We used to go to games in the old sombrero where they literally, you could decide if you wanted to go to a game at like 1230. Hey, do you want to go to the Bucks game? Yeah. You get in the car, you go to the Bucks game, you just buy a ticket at the gate. Or if it was halfway through the first quarter, they would just let you in and you just sit where you want. Like they just say, yeah, go in. It's just too late to buy a ticket. Like, and <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely true. And we went to a, a Bucks game once. I think it was in the early 90s when they were still bad. Um, Sam Weish was coaching the team. Had one of those days where we're like, we're going to go in late. Yeah, let's go. It was like halfway through the first quarter, a little bit through the first quarter. And they were playing the Lions. And the Lions were already winning 21 to nothing. Like before we even sat down. It was towards the end of the first quarter. It was 21 nothing already. Barry Sanders had like two long touchdown runs. It was an absolute complete joke. Um, but yeah, then they got good, and I still followed them, obviously, through the Dungy years and uh, the Gruden years, the Super Bowl, and the disaster that became after that. But now we're in a spot where obviously we have Tom Brady. He's well into his 40s, mid-40s, I think, something close to that. I don't know his exact age. Still younger than me, so whatever. But um, we but we do have a young core in our team right now. Like our defense is relatively young outside of a couple of players. Our offense is really very young. Um, even though, like Mike Evans is sort of in his prime. What is he in his seventh year now? Something like that. Seventh, eighth year going into the season. So It might even be more than that. It's, he, he was with uh, Manziel. 2012 so yeah so 13 so maybe he's in his eighth eighth or ninth year yeah i don't know we have to look it up yeah but in any case outside of the fact that tom brady may have a year or two left you never know how long he can play i don't think it will be much longer but 
Um, we have a really good core of young players that hopefully we've kept. We've done a good job to this point at keeping them, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive line. Our skill players uh, outside of like Evans are relatively young. We're, we're really decent at tight end, wide receiver, uh, running back. We have some guys that are in their fifth, sixth year, so they're sort of in their prime. So I, I think if we can, if we can get through these next couple of years and really enjoy Tom Brady playing for the Bucks, and then we go to our boy Kyle Trask, Ryan. I'm really rooting for Kyle, man. Number two. Number one in number two in your playbook, number one in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, were you excited I, about that? How excited were you that they drafted him in the second round? Like I was freaking out in, in home. So I know exactly I know exactly where I was, the moment, everything. I was at dinner and I was at like I was up in um I was in West Palm Beach. I was at this really, really fancy restaurant with all my friends and of course, I'm the only one on my phone, and they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm refreshing." <laughs> I'm, I'm like, "I'm refreshing the draft," and it's and then they're like, "The first round was yesterday." They're like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "No, like the Bucks are picking like the end of the second round. They, I'm telling you, they they might they might draft this guy that I really want." And like one of them is a Gator fan, but I'm not gonna say like, "Oh, it's because they, they don't right. follow it the way that we do." They're just they're not sickos like us. And all of a sudden, I refresh Twitter. And then I get a notification at the top of my screen from like the score app or something. And it's like the, the Bucks pick Kyle Trask. <laughs> and I literally like jumped up at the table and like my buddy knew. He's, he's like, oh, they must have drafted Trask. And I was like, they fucking drafted Trask. Let's fucking go. And yeah. the, the, re- the reason why I'm so excited for that is, you know, the obvious reason, the, the allegiance of being a Gator. But I think that he's being put into a situation that is just, it's a perfect situation because how many times do you see quarterbacks that get drafted in the first round, the second round that are expected to come in day one and produce, you know, yep. they, they have all of this, learn the playbook, but get us some W's. He's got two years to sit back, play garbage time minutes, focus, adjust to the speed of the game. And I, I think that's going to be huge for him because how many times do you hear about these guys also the game is too quick, but they don't have the time to adjust. They're just, they're out there. We don't have anybody else. And you're the first round draft pick. We just spent all this money on you. We're putting asses in the seats to come see you throw the ball. Yep. And well, look at, I mean, you can look and see all the quarterbacks that got drafted in the first round just this past season. Um, you know, they're all going to be thrown right into it. I know people think that, um, Dalton is going to start in Chicago and more than likely he'll start the year as a starter, but I, I don't think it's too far after fields, but <clears throat> you look at the jets, um, you look at the Jaguars with the quarterbacks that they've drafted, they're going to have to jump in and play right away. Obviously you're drafted that high, you know, you're playing on a really bad team. So I mean, it's going to be tough. I think that Kyle got thrown into, I, I don't know if there's more perfect of a situation for him, on all levels financially he got into a second round draft pick so he's got a decent contract um he's playing behind tom brady who's going to learn from probably the best quarterback at least certainly in the conversation to ever play the game he's got byron leftwich who's probably going to be a head coach very soon um whether it's with the bucks and bruce steps into the front office at some point which i kind of think that's what the plan might be because i don't think bruce is going to coach forever now that he's got his super bowl especially um, and then you got Bruce Arians who look what he's done with Peyton Manning, 
Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he's been around some great quarterbacks, and he's kind of a quarterback guru himself. So I don't think that he could have been put in a better situation. And to yeah. be in Tampa, in Tampa with fans that know him from playing with with the Gators, you know, it's a two and a half hour drive. So he's going to have all the Gator fans that are going to be rooting for him. Like this is really a great spot for him. And I know he's not going to see time this season. He's going to see garbage time in the preseason. And we probably won't see him again for the rest of the year. But as Gator fans also, even though it's a Buccaneer podcast, I was so happy for him. Like I could not have yeah. been happier for him and for for the Bucks to draft him. I was really excited that that happened. So I'm yeah. looking forward to see what he can do two, three years down the road when he starts to take that over. I think we've got, I think we've got the one position where maybe the future, because we have some age there is really sort of winding up to be a positive once we get yeah. through the Brady years and, and get him ready to go. I think it's going to be fantastic. And another thing with that that was that was really cool is Brady came out and said that that was the the one pick that him and Bruce both really agreed on and, and really liked. And it kind of made me step back and I was like, wait a second. And this makes me think about the future. As you said, you know, there's only a couple years left of Brady, but we know one thing's for sure. The ties are cut with the Patriots. He's, I don't think he'll ever have any allegiance back to them with what's what right. happened and, you know he's it's obvious he loves south florida i mean you know central florida south florida but i was thinking about it, it's like if he loves the kyle Trask pick it's like does he maybe you know stay with the bucks as another type of role you know like you said bruce moves on it's like does break not like a coaching role but more of that like staying somehow yeah. around the team you know because it's like a guy like that like he might not want to step away from the game, you know, wants to stay involved, but you know, who knows? But that was something I thought about when I heard him say, I was really excited for us to draft Trask. I think it was, I, it, it's so, I think it's the hilarious part about Brady, not only being here and winning and coming in one year and proving that he is the quarterback that you know, we've always thought that he is, but is seeing how much of a different Tom Brady we've seen in the last 18 months since basically becoming Florida man. Like he sort of just hopped yeah. in out of Boston and became Florida man, like throwing trophies on boats. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I think it's really great to see it's somewhere along the way coming to Tampa, Brady became likable. Like I was a Brady fan. Cause you're always a fan of greatness. When you see it, like, I hate the fact that it wasn't my team winning. I hate Boston sports. That goes without saying for multiple reasons. But when he came here, he like it's all of a sudden he became this likable, funny guy. Yeah. And he and seems like he's just having more fun than he's ever had playing football. And he's he's like undefeated on Twitter. I mean, his He absolutely his, is. His subtweets and like the fact that he can make fun of stuff, like he just did that commercial with Ocho Cinco for his Madden rating, and they're they're making fun of how slow he is. You know, it's yep. like that's that, like you said, that's a likable thing. And I've been seeing that on the TL a lot from Gator people saying like, I used to hate Brady, but now how can you hate the guy? He's so relatable. The way that the way that he acts at the boat parade is, is me on a Saturday, you know? Like, yeah. so. You absolutely, you absolutely cannot. It's, it's impossible to hate him right now. He's just, he seems like the funnest guy who's having the time of his life who like, obviously he won tremendously and cemented his legacy with new England that'll never change, but it, it, it just seems like in the, what it was 18, 19 years that he played there, he's played one year in Tampa and it's like the, it's, he's the happiest he's ever been. 
You know, yeah, I, I, it's amazing yeah. transformation to me. Like he got out from underneath that Patriot way thumb and just became like a dude. And, and let's not, you know, you can speak on this happy wife, happy life. Let's you think Giselle wants to go back to new England. You don't think she's loving living Look, in Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, no. So, um, yeah. And Brady's a California guy. I mean, he was born and raised in California, even though he played college in Michigan and obviously played in, in New England, Boston area. But yeah, I don't think Giselle is, uh, is going to be ever going back to the Boston area for any reason. I think they'll probably end up in Miami or LA or something like that at, at yeah. some point. I mean, did you, you mentioned about Brady living in like Cali growing up. Did you see the, uh, the chart that Barstool Sports made on Brady of teams that have won championships. Where he's lived? Where, where he's, he's lived? lived. It's, yeah. it's, it's like his, since he was born. It's where everywhere yeah, it's he's stupid. born, it was it's like the, nine, the Niners, I think the Giants, uh, you know, yep. and then he went to Michigan, then the whole Boston thing, and then look at with Tampa with the Bulls and the Bucks. Yep. I, know, I, did, I actually did see that chart, and the, the fact that they brought it all the way back from when he was born – and I mean, it, that's pretty amazing what the Oakland A's, cause he lived in the Bay area in San Francisco, yeah. like the Oakland A's won the world series. It's, I mean, look, if you want to talk about wherever you go, he's a winner. Like that's literally for 45 years, wherever he's lived, they've been, there have been winners. So, yeah. and this is not a Tampa Bay lightning podcast. However, we should not gloss over the fact that uh, our Tampa Bay Lightning have won two Stanley Cups in a row. I'm just going to throw that in right now. I'm not a Rays fan, but I am in St. Pete, and I do know people affiliated with the Rays. They did go to the World Series. They didn't win, but they went. So just Tom sort of being here and coming down and, and hanging out and being, you know, Florida man has really rejuvenated the area. It's funny how much it's rejuvenated the Tampa Bay area for, for sports because – there was a lot of times up until last year when Tom was there. I know Bruce Arians came in and, and you know, as a new coach, it brought a much better coaching staff than we've had in quite a long time and sort of solidified the organization again. But it hadn't really shown up in wins yet. And then Tom came and obviously showed up in the biggest way it can show up. But um, there was a lot of apathy that was sort of setting in with people in and around the Bucks organization and fans, because it just felt like we would never catch that momentum again. It felt like that, that Gruden momentum was a long time away, you know, 16, 17 years uh, before. And, but you can tell <clears throat> right now that I, I don't think as an area, the Bucks have been more popular for the local fans than they have ever been. And I'm talking yeah. about, you know, the good couple of years in the 70s, the, the Dungy years, um, Gruden. the Gruden Super Bowl. And that was such a small fleeting thing. And only it's been one year with Brady. But I just – there's just something about locally how the organization is viewed now that I, I don't think is – I don't think it's been there since the year that Dungy took the Bucks to the playoffs for the first time in, in quite a long time. And then, yeah. you know, that was, I don't think it's been that sort of juice since, since probably then. And that was a, a huge year uh, when we finally went to the playoffs for the first time. And I don't even know how long that was. It's just a long, long time, like 1982 or something like that. 
So uh, I'm really excited for the season. I think it, I think we're going to have a fantastic season. I still think it ends in a Super Bowl win. Um, but right along with it, I'm excited about doing this podcast because I'm excited about talking shit week to week with these bitch-ass rival fans that think they're going to come in here and knock us off. And they're not, but it's okay because <laughs> we're going to have fun with it anyway. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited too. And, you know, another thing too with like the fans and stuff, you know, knock on what I really, I, I think we all hope that the season goes as planned, you know, with things out of our control with, you know, their current situation. And it's like, I, the city deserves to have like a full stadium and fans being able to like experience that atmosphere because how shitty would it be to have to go back to back and never get to like really see your team play, you know, like yeah. in that atmosphere, you know, watching on TV is one thing, but being there when your team is good, I've never had that as a Bucks fan. I've never been able to go to a game to do this talk shit tailgate. No, we're going to go in there and we're going to fucking beat their ass. So it's like, fingers crossed, man. I hope this year goes as planned because I got season tickets. So I'm going to be in I, section 124. <laughs> that <you> know? <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because like, even with the two bolts, the back-to-back Stanley Cups, now you're talking about that. Like one year we're in the bubble, you know, yep. in Canada to win the trophy. And then, this past season, it was a little more opened up, but still not a lot. The Bucks obviously won a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Like, how how does it happen that I'm so animated when I'm talking on this podcast? Like, I'm just I, I want to walk around the house with carry this mic with me. But um, how is it that the only time ever a team plays and wins a Super Bowl in their home stadium and not a single motherfucker can be in the in the stands to enjoy it. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean they had like what ten? What they had nurses and first responders and like yeah, five I mean, thousand people. Yeah, it was like, I think it was ten. I think it was ten thousand people uh, or less than that, and they were so sparsely yeah. put. It was all like family and first responders yeah. from around the league and all that kind of stuff, and pre- you know, press, whatever, all that kind of stuff. But it still, it wasn't. It wasn't sixty-five thousand packed people yeah. in Ray J to watch the Bucks win and the cheering and all the stuff and yeah. et cetera. Um, I mean, the streets were lit. Like, oh, I was, was in, I, I, was, I, I was in Ebor City, and that was it. Was such a cool moment for me because growing up, you you see on like TV when like the team wins the championship, and it's all you know the city you always want to be around that. And it was like the first time in my life that I was in that moment and seas of people just high-fiving random strangers, people shooting off fireworks. It was such like, it was a moment like I'll never forget. I was down in New York City and like the first, the first fireworks that went off, I didn't know if it was firework or not. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that gunshots? Yeah. It doesn't matter we won. I don't care. Just yeah. duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah we had a little like uh I mean, we had a little super bowl get together because obviously you know no one was going to the game etc cetera, etc cetera. but um yeah we were pretty amped uh obviously when that you know when that gun went off and we won that game like it had kind of culminated in something that i was i was happy for the bucks i was happy for the area obviously the bucks fan um happy for Bruce and and the organization and the city. I was really more happy for Tom Brady because I think that it showed like instantly, 
Like he didn't go to another team and then uh, went to the playoffs, didn't get, you know, uh, it's, it's obviously he went to a team and won the Super Bowl in the first year and a COVID year with probably 30% of the practices that he was going to be allowed to have and won the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know if there's a sports moment that you could take for a person that moved from one team being successful to another team in the first year and say, damn, he did that. He did that thing. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe in like a scripted movie, you know, yeah, in a movie that would happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, you're absolutely right. Like that's a movie script. That's one of those stories where somebody, you would hand somebody that movie script and they would be like, yeah, no one's going to believe that shit. Forget exactly. it. Yeah. yeah. We're not making yeah. that movie because there's no way it would ever happen. Well, yeah. No. And I, and you know, you talk about like coming in with the COVID and all that stuff. And it, it's, it's cool too, to see like Brady in camp this year with the guys and you see the Brady effect. He was going off last Saturday. I think he, Brady had like a shitty camp the other day. Yeah. Going off on all the guys. He threw a couple of picks, stuff like that. But going off, like, you know, I don't care if it's camp. Like, we are here for one goal and one goal only. And just like, we didn't have that before. I mean, sorry. <laughs> we haven't Jameis, had, we haven't had we, that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't, we had Jameis maybe falling over the practice dummies. And so, yeah, you're trying to eat a W. Um, trying to eat a W. You know, oh, for you know so. Sake. Yeah, you know, so it's like, you know, and it's just, I don't know, man, it's, I'm going in circles now just thinking of all of that, but it's just, it's, it's so cool to have what we have right now. And I'm just, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to kind of gloss over the preseason a little bit because it's the preseason. There's not a whole lot to talk about if there's some big roster moves or, or stuff like that. But, um, so the episode that we're doing right now is obviously going to be the little teaser, like a little introductory episode. Uh, we're going to be uploading this and we're going to be putting out this show every Sunday. Um, we're trying to figure out a time. It's either going to be like 10 or 11. We got a dog. Yeah. Um, we got it, so. <laughs> I'm trying to hide him. <laughs> you have, they're, they're, they're absolutely beautiful. You sent me that picture of the dogs in the kitchen. I'm like, those, they're so adorable. What beautiful animals that you have. There. Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's the problem. Everyone just sees them in the picture. They don't see what goes on every goddamn day you know the way these dogs are man it's look uh, i i love other people's dogs for that there, reason there, there you go yeah see. you have a great dogs ryan they're fantastic <laughs> i'm never gonna watch them for you i'm just telling yeah. you right now friend to friend not happy yeah. i'm just saying and I, w- I wouldn't wish that on you there's only a couple people that i trust because i know if I would give them to the majority of my friends and I went on vacation, I know I'm going to get a text or a call within two hours. Like, what the fuck did I just sign up right. for? You know, you yeah. know come back. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, I just tied your dogs up in the backyard. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and take off. They got food and water. So you know, yeah. if you want to come back, cool. If not, they may be there when you get home. I don't know, but I'm not dealing with this shit. So yeah. um, it doesn't matter. I have a cat. I had a cat throw up. You like you heard my cat hurling yeah. before we started recording, so uh, whatever. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's animals. Period. I had another cat that that killed a, a rabbit the other night, so that's fun too. There we in go. The yard. Yeah. So anyway, off topic, but so we're really excited to get this show started, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun week to week. Um, first preseason game is this Saturday, obviously Saturday the fourteenth. Um, then there's a preseason game, the 21st and then 28th, and then we're boom, we're right into the season. So we're going to have fun that first week. We're going to do that. 
Um, we're also going to do a season preview episode. Um, besides this teaser, which is technically going to be kind of episode number one, we're going to do a season preview episode. Um, we're going to have a few of the people that we know on there that are Bucks fans. We're going to have like a little Buccaneer roundtable and invite some Bucks fans on, have a cool little recording, chat about the season, the upcoming games, what we're excited about, what we're maybe worried about, et cetera, et cetera. We'll be a little bit further into the preseason. And then we're going to hit the show on a week to week basis every week of the season. Um, and like the bye week is in the middle of the season. That's also a good way to do a, like a bye week show and have like a halfway through the year, like how's things looking? How do, how do we feel about, you know, where we're headed, where we are, where we're going. So we're going to have fun with it all year long. Um, we're going to stay on top of the Buccaneer news. We're going to stay on top of the week to week games and we're going to have a shit ton of fun. Like I said, we've said a couple of times, talking shit to fans of rivals. So um, we're going to put out some feelers. We're going to have some really fun uh, and interesting people on the show on a week-to-week basis to try to come in and support their team against our Buccaneers. So, Ryan, I hope you're ready. You're going along for the ride. I mean, we've got, what, 17 games, uh, 18 with a bye week. Obviously, we're going to go to the playoffs because we're in the Super Bowl. So that's 21 uh, preseason show. 20, you got 22 shows in you? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to fire the fucking cannons, man. Um, Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm we're ready. Gonna, we're gonna we're gonna cue this episode up. We're gonna put it out here pretty soon, um, and it'll be available on all the platforms: iTunes, Spotify, um, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And um, once we get that first episode up, we're going to start promoting. We're going to start lining up guests. We're going to start announcing the people that we're going to have on for the teams on a week-to-week basis. And uh, who's going to be on our little preseason roundtable? Um, yeah, join us on Twitter. Uh, it's at Go Buck Yourself, and that's yourself with a U-R self. Go Buck Yourself. Um, follow along on there. And then um, uh, my personal Twitter at is at Chris Zen again. That's Z Zen again. And then Ryan is really Ryan Bush. Yeah, some some people might actually have to unblock me because I might already be I might already be blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guarantee you. So, well, if if you if if you blocked really Ryan Bush, just unblock him. I'm not going to say he's harmless because he's absolutely not, but he's a whole lot of fucking fun and a really good dude. So I wouldn't be doing this show with him if I didn't consider him a friend and a really fun guy. And we're going to have some fun this season, Ryan. So I'm glad you're coming along for the ride. I think we're going to have a good time in this together. Uh, Me, you, and the puking cats and the barking dogs, we're going to have a whole shit ton of fun. Yeah, they they must know the show's about over because they're looking at me like, can we go for a walk? I got a shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you said it, yeah. (laughs) All right, so look it out. We're going to pop this out. We'll promote it, um, both Ryan and I, on on Twitter. And um, look for the podcast coming up. We'll announce it when it's going to be released. And again, on all the major platforms, we'll we'll put links out there for everyone to listen to it. I hope you guys tune in. Uh, I hope you come along with us for the season. I think it's going to be one hell of a season. The Bucks are going to go looking to go back-to-back. Um, Super Bowl wins, which <clears throat> it just occurred to me. I don't remember the last time a team won back-to-back Super Bowls. That's got to be the Patriots. Patriots, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, and then before that, I think was the Broncos. The yeah, 90s. in the late 
Oh, the late nineties. And then the Patriots won two in a row. I can't remember what years it was, but it's been a while since uh, any team has won back-to-back Super Bowls. So um, we're looking forward to it. We're going to do it because, you know, it's the Bucs. Why not win one in Tampa, right? Bucs win in Tampa. Brady's from California. Wherever Brady is, teams win. So we may as well just win one in California for the Super Bowl this year. So all all that makes sense in my little head. So, yeah, is it in uh, San Diego? I think it's in the new Rams Stadium in Lo-fi, LA. Yeah, 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 yeah. We right? we already we've already won one in San Diego. So yeah, we're, we're, so we yeah. might as well just we'll yeah. we'll go an hour we'll go like an hour and a half north and we'll just win one there. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? So why not? Let's go. Wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny to win the Super Bowl in Tez's favorite team stadium though? Yeah, yeah. And we play the Rams this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're screwed, Tez. You're so. I just thought about that. Oh my god, I got to give him so much shit. That there's a whole different storyline to that episode now. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks, Ryan. We're gonna do this. Um, we're gonna button this up for tonight. But keep looking for the episodes, guys, and uh, and they're gonna come fast and furious on a week to week basis. So uh, come along for the ride. And if you don't, well, go Bucks.